the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Welcome to another episode of No Butts About It. I'm Josh. I'm in my dining room in Indiana. Chuss is in his basement in Pittsburgh wearing the Pittsburgh Pirates hat and a Minnesota Timberwolf shirt. Kind of got a divide. No, oh, Minnesota, that's the wild. Minnesota that's the wild. wild. You're yeah. right. You're right. Okay. Yeah, I, I like the Minnesota wild, okay. like hockey side, but I will never root for the wild over the Penguins. But wild are my second favorite team just as josh really likes his indianapolis colts but i'm sure you probably wouldn't root for the colts over the Bengals. that's true i've so i've gone that, to many games and rooted for yeah. the Bengals. so yeah, um that's that's basically how i feel i mean go figure i've gone to many penguins and wild games always wearing a penguins jersey even when i walked past kirill kaprizov um at the most recent penguin game where they played the wild and didn't get sad. his autograph because no i thought about wearing the the kaprizov jersey but i just couldn't do it i couldn't do it so i wore my penguins jersey walked right past him while he was i don't know what he was doing but i he was injured so he was walking down i guess to his suite but i walked right past him and i like just like stone i was like and just very shocked so <laughs> just very disappointing but yeah so well, uh, let's let's talk about these quarterbacks during these preseason games, which I've got beef with the NFL regarding the preseason games because they keep scheduling the Bengals games on nights that I have to work, and I can only assume that it is intentional. So mm. um, the NFL scheduling committee and I are going to have to have a talk, but I'm going to miss the Bengals game again, but mm. I'll rewatch it later. Well, but, that's dis- that's disappointing. It is. I mean, I'm going to the Steelers preseason game tomorrow against the Buffalo Bills, so I will be able to give a deep look at the game. I guess come next week, whenever we talk about it. Okay. But I but, expect yeah. I expect a report on every rookie. On um, every rookie, on yeah. Every good luck rookie. with that. Um, but. Let's talk about not the Steelers, not the Bengals, a different AFC North rival, uh, the Cleveland Browns. Ah, they, the Cleveland Browns, yeah. They might have actually done it. They may have drafted a quarterback who's actually good. They might have and done it. It just might be, and it might not have been a first-round pick. It yeah, was he's a, a fifth-rounder. A fifth-rounder fifth out of UCLA, six-foot-one. Dorian Thompson Robinson, but they in Brown's fashion have screwed it up. They have Deshaun Watson still up there <laughs> on uh Lake Erie shores. So uh, 
I guess the question is, A, are you as impressed with Dorian Thompson Robinson as I've been? I think he has been playing very well in the preseason games, arguably the best of all of the rookie quarterbacks, in my opinion. Uh, Yeah, I would probably agree with that, but keep going. B, how short of a leash is Deshaun Watson on? I mean, they've got him on that huge contract, but last year he didn't really do super well. Um, A lot of people said that was because of the rust. He hadn't played in a year. He had all of those legal issues. Uh, He's coming in. This year he's going to be elite. Browns fans seem really excited about him. I'm not really nervous about Deshaun Watson as an AFC North fan, if I'm being honest. I don't think he's going to be an issue for the AFC North. Um, I don't think Dorian Thompson Robinson would be either at this point in his career, but I think he could be. I think based on what he's done with the second string receivers and the third string receivers, it'd be interesting to see what he can do with these first string guys. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I think you hit it like nail on the head right there. I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to be any sort of big major threat coming into the AFC North. I mean, I get all the excuses and stuff like that for Deshaun Watson and stuff like that, but we've had multiple players and, you know, just over the years where they'll get suspended and then they come in and they still play decently. I mean, I can even go back. I think it might have been Alvin Kamara or Mark Ingram multiple, multiple years ago um, when the Saints had both of them. And one of them was suspended, but whenever they came back, they still lit it up. And I go back to that as just as a small little tidbit of, you know, stat based on that. But, like, I feel like saying, oh, it's ru- he's rusty and he had legal issues. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's just a little bit of an excuse for Deshaun Watson right now. I feel like he should be at a lot better of a player go figure considering he's been on such a high pedestal over the last, you know, six, seven seasons or however many seasons. And, you know, he did well in Houston and I get that, but even with like those couple of games he played for Cleveland, whenever he was back and reinstated and he played in the regular season, he really wasn't all that impressive in my opinion. I don't really think he was anything very special, but DTR he honestly as you said I, I think he looks probably the arguably the best out of the rookies I mean I haven't really been that impressed with Bryce Young I mean we'll talk about Anthony Richardson a little bit um I can't really see you know haven't really seen too much from Stroud and some of these other rookie quarterbacks I mean go figure I mean DTR you know he had I think 13 completions out of 25 for like 100 and some yards and no touchdowns or interceptions in the most recent preseason game yesterday but I think that he has a lot of room to improve and I think his total stats off the preseason are like 328 yards and two touchdowns which is very solid considering most of these rookie quarterbacks usually have like 60 yards and an interception so I really think that you know he could be a very solid solid player over time and I hope the Browns don't screw it up for their sake but they probably will but maybe but that's just coming from an AFC North guy that's not that has nothing to do with me dissing on the Browns organization. Actually, it is, but I am an AFC North rival, being a Steelers fan. I'm sure you know you feel the same way, being a Bengals fan. So we'll see what happens. But I think I think DTR has been kind of impressive. Pretty impressed, even with the bad tie game yesterday that I got to witness. 
It was just it his, was not a fun game to watch. I was but. watching I was watching his film before the show, and something that really stuck out to me was his decision making and his ability to put it in a tight window. Um, if he throws the ball, he's going to throw the ball. He's not like <laughs> second guessing himself. He's not thinking, oh wait, may, this is going to be an interception, which is very uncommon for rookies. I feel like I feel like when we watch rookies, a lot of time they're still kind of nervous. They're like. I, I don't know if I can make that throw, especially the backups that are fighting for a spot on the team. Obviously, Bryce Young, he's kind of already been told he's going to be the starter. Uh, I think C.J. Stroud, it's pretty much assumed he's going to be the starter, even though he's in that quarterback battle with Davis Mills. But, I think Mills could be better. But, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll find out week one who they decide the starter is, maybe before that. But Dorian... Thompson Robinson DTR he just he's not playing against Jalen Ramsey he's not playing against Sauce Gardner I get that but he is also not a starting caliber quarterback right now in the NFL's eyes so he's already making these throws fitting it into tight windows um, making sure he's able to lead his receivers so they have space to get some yards after the catch I I think if Kevin Stefanski wants to keep his job and Sean Watson is not doing well, I think Kevin Stefanski is going to get to a point where he is going to say, all right, Deshaun, I know we're paying you like way too much money in guaranteed deals, but go sit on the bench. Dorian, you're going in. Let's see if we can yes. turn this thing around. Um, and there's this concept of late round quarterbacks. They're going to be career backups. Last year, the quarterback in who led his team to the NFC Championship was Mr. Irrelevant. He, yeah. Brock yeah. Purdy. He was literally the last guy picked in last year's draft. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady was a late round pick. The where you fall on the draft board doesn't matter. If you put in the work and you're able to actually like lead your team. That's what you want, especially the Browns, because they've had more quarterbacks than years I've been alive, and they, they've they got nothing to show for it. They've got Deshaun Watson, who I'll admit was phenomenal back in 2020 when he last played for the Texans, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. But last year, he was suspended most of the year, seven touchdowns, five interceptions, and he has perpetually tied the Browns to that whole massage lawsuit thing that's going on if he's not giving you wins why would you keep him on the team yeah it really doesn't it really shouldn't matter how talented he was five ten years ago i i really think it matters about how well they're producing now and go figure if i mean obviously i know what the browns are probably going to do obviously they would they're not they're definitely not going to let dtr start week one absolutely not i know for a fact it's going to be deshaun watson unless watson gets hurt sometime in the preseason hurts his little ankle or something and then is out for six weeks. But I think what they would do is I think they would have Watson run through and then they might pull, they might pull a Steelers type thing where if Deshaun Watson isn't producing to that level that they want by like, you know, week four, maybe they're missing out on some like clutch plays. Maybe, you know, they lose to do they, Do you guys play them at all in the first couple of weeks? I know we do. I know uh, we play, them week we play the Browns week one, I believe. 
yeah so we play them on monday night football pretty quickly after you guys play them so like if it's somewhere around there you know and they're losing like some of these clutch games where it's like oh deshaun watson starts choking or the browns just in general start choking you know and they're just like oh and four or something it might be a situation where they might throw in dtr i mean granted i don't know if the browns will i don't know where where DTR is going to fall in the depth chart. They might even have him below Dobbs because I think Dobbs is still on the roster. I think that's the the second string quarterback or third string quarterback. I don't – I think it was um, uh, DTR, Dobbs, and Watson. Right but, now it is actually Deshaun Watson is the starter. Joshua Dobbs is second. Kellen Mon is third. And Dorian Thompson-Robinson is fourth. Okay, well, I think it would be a really bad move to not have him a little further up in the thing. But granted, I get fifth-round pick. I get it, you know. Like, I mean, it was a different situation in Pittsburgh last year. You know, you had Kenny Pickett sitting on the bench, first-round pick. Like, I get it. But, like, if he's producing in the preseason, he's doing well. Like, he might actually, you know, cook with a lot of these, like, relatively better wide receivers in Cleveland. I mean, go figure. I mean, you know, the, he's not going to be working with, you know, Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison over in Minnesota, like Kirk cousins will be, but at least he'll be able to, you know, work with some wide receivers that are even better than the wide receivers that he's been working with in preseason. So, I mean, he has all the potential in the world to develop and I would not sleep on him because if you sleep on him, you know, he might just end up being the one to cook, but we'll see what Cleveland does. They haven't been the best with quarterback decisions as we have learned over the last 15 years. But maybe maybe this will be a game changer for them. Maybe, maybe for the Cleveland Browns, they will figure out that maybe they benefit from those late-round quarterback picks instead of getting those first overall picks. Because, I mean, go figure. I mean, I know Deshaun Kaiser was a second-round pick, but you had, like, Johnny Manziel. You've had a lot of these random uh, quarterbacks come out of, you know, Cleveland and stuff like that, and they just don't do anything. Yeah. I mean, I guess besides Manziel, I mean, we yeah. talked about that. I mean, being one of the best over the last no, 15 Baker. years for the Browns. Baker or, was one or, of the or, best. Yeah, who did I say? Manziel. Oh, Manziel, no, not Manziel, Baker. <laughs> but, no, nah, but, like, you had Manziel, you had Baker, stuff like that. So, Manziel but, was – he's out of football, so. How many games – how many games do you give Deshaun Watson? Like, just absolutely – let's say he comes out week one and he's just – garbage like three picks jordan battle has three pick sixes on him or something and Bengals blow them out Bengals blow them out trevor simeon was the quarterback all of the touchdowns were defensive it Uh, it's completely on deshaun watson it's all his fault obviously that's like that's that's not gonna happen such a wild hypothetical but but um i'm I'm just saying like if he absolutely yeah. craps the bed week one, then what do you do week two? And week like well, how how much time do you give him? You're paying him the the Browns have Deshaun Watson until twenty twenty seven. And no. they have guaranteed him two hundred and thirty million dollars with an average oh salary of forty six million a year. That's terrible. Why so, would you do that? <laughs> why guy, would you do that? Like I get that he had talent, but, like, why so much? Like, go figure. I mean, like, I understand all the random, you know, like, connections and stuff he's had with, you know, all that legal uh, legal stuff and those legal battles and stuff. But, 
homie has not looked that solid over the last couple of years. I get like in Houston and stuff, he lost Watson or not Watson. He lost uh, DeAndre Hopkins and he, he had lost players and stuff like that. And that team wasn't producing well. He wanted out of Houston. He went to Cleveland, then he got suspended and he had all that stuff happen. But like, he's not as good as he once was. And I get that it's rust, but he is older. You're also and, you're also forgetting he didn't play the entire twenty twenty one season before he played last year. Oh, you are right. He, he played in twenty twenty with I believe Hopkins still on the team. Okay. Then in twenty twenty one he sat out and had the so legal issues yeah. and stuff. Then in twenty twenty two the Browns signed him to two hundred and thirty million dollars total guaranteed. Terrible. And I think that's honestly what is going to save his starting position. I but think I, Deshaun Watson could come out, do do anything. He could go out and throw five interceptions, and the Browns organization would have to say, "We he's our guy. We, we have to we have him. to pay him. We gave him the entire salary cap." Well, and, and I think the thing is, is and I did forget about him sitting out. I totally forgot that he was battling all those legal issues and stuff. I thought he had played that season, but. COVID years were just like kind of a blur to me for those seasons. Mm. I don't barely remember anything, I swear. But um, like Deshaun, like I think the thing was is not only like sitting out and then getting suspended so late in your career and taking off almost like almost practically like let's say hypothetically a year and a half of like only doing reps and not playing. You're, uh, we've learned this with running backs. We've learned this with people just sitting out in general. It doesn't end well. And so under the circumstances, I understand why, you know, he had sat out and all those different circumstances. But in this specific thing right now that we have going on in Cleveland, it was a terrible move to sign him to that huge of a contract. And if he doesn't produce, obviously, like if he's 230 million guaranteed, regardless if they cut him or not, he's going to get that money one way or another. And it's, it's different from like a, you know, a Steelers situation where it's like, oh, you we signed Mitchell Trubisky. He was our starter, but he was only making, you know, like a select amount of money. He wasn't guaranteed $250 million. He was only guaranteed like 12 or something. It was, it was a very low amount. I was actually kind of surprised at one point. But like, but nonetheless, um, yeah, I think it was a really bad move. And if they just keep, you know, moving with Deshaun Watson, I'm sorry, Cleveland. Good luck in 2028. Maybe you'll actually do something. <laughs> Because, like, yeah, you guys are in a really stuck position. Maybe Deshaun Watson, maybe, maybe, if he doesn't cook, maybe he'll decide to retire in the next two years and you guys will get lucky. But right now, he is not looking like a hot commodity. So, we endorse the starting of Dorian Thompson Robinson here at No Buts About It. Yes, please, please. I want to see more from Dorian Thompson Robinson. Um, Let's talk about another rookie quarterback. You already said we were going to talk about him a little later on the show, which yes. is true. Uh, Anthony Richardson. We've kind of uh, dogged on Anthony Richardson a little bit. Um, we had said he maybe should have waited to enter the NFL draft, that uh, you know that senior year is really important, that junior year is important. Uh, maybe the Colts shouldn't have drafted him. Uh, maybe they should have gone with somebody else. Maybe Dorian Thompson Robinson, who was available yeah, at the time. No, but... I, I feel like Dorian, <laughs> I feel like DTR is. He, he was meant to be a fifth round pick. There was no way that Indianapolis was going to go. 
you know what? Instead of drafting anybody in the first round, we're just going to go draft a fifth, sixth round talent. Instead of the Florida SEC quarterback. Yeah, it would be like Detroit drafting like Israel Bandicanda, as we mentioned. Not that Israel Bandicanda is bad, but like, you know, you're passing up on like, you know, all of these other like running backs and stuff like that. You got, you know, you're passing up on Gibbs and stuff. And mm-hmm. oh, but we're going to draft this guy that, you know, didn't make it to the combine or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, um, granted, I do think a band of Canada is going to be really good, but that's that's not what we're talking Anthony, about. Anthony anyway. Richardson. I noticed something about Anthony Richardson. Um, I, well, first, before I say what I noticed, has any of the stuff that you have seen from Anthony Richardson changed your mind about Anthony Richardson? Do you have any? You you were pretty rough with Anthony Richardson. You... I, I, I'm I'm still rough with him. I mean, go. For, I mean, his numbers don't look great. I mean, I, I feel like he has a little. He he's shown me that he has a little bit of promise. Where but just like I mean, I feel like I feel like he he doesn't look too bad like on the field. Like I think he's making like like you know decent like connections, and he's you know he's working he's working hard. But I mean. I mean, it's not nothing where I'm like, oh, this specifically is great. This specifically is great. I personally wasn't, like, really observing him that much. But, I mean, I don't think he is some, like – I don't think he's DTR. I can tell you that for a second. <laughs> but I do think that um, – I do think that he might be good. He could be. But, I, I mean, his stats are just the same as, like, Bryce Young. And, I mean, they're a little better than Stroud. Like, I mean, he still has that one interception. I mean, I don't think he's thrown a touchdown yet. I don't know if he's rushed in or not or done anything like that. I don't know what you've noticed. I mean, you do more of an in-depth analysis than I do. I usually just watch the games and, you know, have a beer or something like that. But, you know, you're doing a little bit more in-depth analysis. So I take notes. You do take notes. I see you in, writing in your notebook. <laughs> I do have a notebook. It's a good notebook. Um, <laughs> so what I noticed about Anthony Richardson – is he's a Josh Allen type player, I think. In think? in his running ability. He what I have seen from him is he is very hard to tackle. He has very strong legs. He's a big boy. The uh he's not easily brought down. Um similar to Josh Allen. That being said, where he differs from both Josh Allen and Dorian Thompson Robinson is he does not make decisions. He, like, pump fakes to no end. He can't decide where he wants to make the throw. And because of that, he gets sacked a lot or he gets scared a lot or he makes a bad decision and it gets intercepted. And when I was seeing that, when that was something that stuck out to me, it reminded me of his combine, I believe it was his combine interview, they asked him, like, what is the one thing in your game that you need to work on? And he said his um, confidence. He gets Small anxious thing. on the field. And we had talked didn't about you. Didn't you mention that during the show? Yeah. At one point? I yeah. swear you mentioned that at one point. Yeah. I mentioned it. Um, if you go back to the around dra- the draft, it was we were, like, profiling him. He gets anxious. He doesn't. Um, He isn't confident in his throws, which sometimes causes them to be weaker or just wild throws, or he doesn't make the throw at all, and then he gets sacked. Um, Whereas, to compare him to another rookie that we've already talked about, DTR, he's going to throw the ball. He's confident in his throw. Um, 
decision making that will come with time. Maybe it's not always the best decision, but he makes the throw that he wants to make. He doesn't, he doesn't second guess himself. And you can see that in the way the ball travels, Anthony Richardson, he doesn't do that. And that kind of harkens back to the whole, maybe you should have played another year in college, get that confidence up there because once you get into the NFL level, it is very cutthroat. The NFL yeah. is very much a next man up uh, league. And not only that, you have Gardner Minshew, who has already been a starter in the league before, sitting right behind you. So Yeah. And I I mean, like I said, I, I think he he shows some promise. Mm-hmm. But not enough for me to really talk highly of him to a point where I think because like honestly all these rookies haven't really shown me anything other than like some of the later round guys and stuff like that I mean these these first round yeah these first round quarterbacks have been like I mean I get it's like you know it's preseason they might be doing better with their starters come week one and stuff like that but I mean Stroud really hadn't impressed me yet I mean I think Carolina plays tonight so I guess we'll see Bryce Young part two um I mean I mean none of them are really like oh my gosh this guy might be like the next big thing like i feel like they're all going to be you know mediocre to start and maybe they'll light it up towards the end of the season or maybe it'll be next season i mean you, you had to give trevor lawrence a little bit of the time to develop too i mean at one point i was like oh trevor lawrence is a bust but then this year or last year he was like very impressive very true towards like mid-season so maybe it's a situation where although they don't look impressive right now oh that was a bad voice crack um they uh maybe even though they don't look real good right now maybe they develop this year and if they start halfway through the season next year maybe they'll show a lot more growth and who knows maybe um it'll get to a point where like they actually do start lighting it up or they only show minimal growth and then come mid-season next year or whenever your timeline is for a team and he's still not producing it's that next man up, you know, because I mean, obviously, Carolina isn't going to give up on Bryce Young, Indianapolis isn't going to give up on AR, and I don't think that Houston's going to give up on Stroud. I feel like they're going to try to develop them and work with them, and I think it's going to probably be not this season, but I think by next season, we'll be able to make like really fair, just analysis, unless they end up lighting it up this season, which obviously I hope for the best for them, but under the circumstances of these, some of these teams, I don't really see it happening just because you look at some of their starting wide receivers and some of their starting players and these three teams specifically i think you might have to give it a year or or you got to pick somebody up the other the other thing with the colts that i noticed during the preseason game that i watched they were running the ball a lot yeah which okay um my problem with that is they have like no running backs (laughs) <laughs> they yeah. who knows where Jonathan Taylor is going to be. Uh, Zach Moss hurt himself on a jet ski. They ha- they got that like guy who was like a third stringer for the Steelers. I think at one point I forget his name Whoa. now. But, oh, okay. Um, he might have been. I mean, it could have been. Was it like Snell? Maybe <sighs> it might have been. Let me. I gotta pull up their depth chart. They had to. They thought they were gonna get Kareem Hunt, and then Kareem Hunt said psych. Um. So they didn't. Because I know, uh, yeah. Because I know we don't have um, Snell anymore. I know that our running backs are Jason Huntley. Oh, Jason Huntley. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that was not a name that I was expecting. They have 
Their depth chart right now is Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss, Deion Jackson, and Kenyon Drake, Evan Hall, and Jason Huntley. Jonathan Taylor might not be playing. Zach Moss is injured. I don't know who Jake Funk is. Uh, Deion Jackson isn't a starting caliber running back, in my opinion. Kenyon Drake is kind of old. Uh, Jason Huntley and Evan Hull, I don't know much about them, but I'm going to assume they're not starting caliber. Huntley was okay. I mean, I think he was, like, really far down our depth chart um, because he only played a couple of reps. So, I mean, he's definitely not somebody that I would be – saying oh he's going to start for the Colts I, I don't know if that would be a, a risk worth taking I mean and then even with Kenyon Drake I mean he's Kenyon Drake I mean out of the out of the ones that are able to play he might be the best but as you mm-hmm. mentioned he's old and honestly I mean he didn't look phenomenal last season I mean he looked he looked okay I mean he he, he got some jobs done but like it wasn't I mean granted he had some competition he was going up against but Still, I mean, he's not the same caliber player he was back when he was in Florida. So, yeah, I mean, he's also is this. I looked up injury reports on him, and he has a history of having a dislocated ankle and a broken leg. So, mm, so not recently, very... but still not not the guy who you want to be a power workhorse back. Yeah, especially if you break your leg and you've had dislocated, what is it, dislocated ankle? Yeah. I, that is a wild, wild injury. I'm not even going to lie. Like, you hear, I hear, like, dislocated shoulders all the time, dislocated, you know, different things, dislocated ankle. That, that's got to be something, yeah. something else. So, um, I don't know that it's, this could be a situation where the Colts have to rely on Anthony Richardson's legs like the Bills did with Josh Allen and hope that they have at least a moderately scary enough run game that the defenses don't just crowd the line. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see what their scheme is come week one, but in my personal fantasy football opinion, you know, unless you're doing like a like a a, a dynasty league, even in a dynasty league, I – don't know out of these three or four quarterbacks that are rookies this year if or if they're worth investing into entirely as starters um just yet but if you want to take that risk i would recommend uh probably bryce young out of all of them but i probably wouldn't recommend shroud because you know you know it's a very weird thing what what is a very weird thing how often do ohio state quarterbacks do well in the nfl um, well, they keep trying to claim Joe Burrow. Uh, so he did pretty well. well. Joe, they no, also, I don't know if they've tried to claim Justin Fields yet or not. Um, I think they tried to. Yeah. Okay. So he's statistically on the, on the thing. Cause I was looking at some of these Ohio state quarterbacks. They don't do anything in the NFL. I think they did claim Justin Fields though, but even then it's like, so I, I, I mean, cause it, Joe Burrow is not Ohio state. <laughs> He is not Ohio State. I don't care what Ohio State fan says that Joe Burrow played there for two years. Yeah, I don't care. Joe Burrow won the national championship with LSU. I don't. I don't look at his really at his Ohio State stats at all. You slept on him. He transferred, and now look at what he's doing today. I mean, so yeah, honestly, were... I'm kind of glad he didn't stay at Ohio State because he probably would have been a terrible quarterback. I'm not gonna lie, and I hate to say it like that, but like statistically speaking. Ohio State quarterbacks do not do good in the NFL. That's I hope true. Stroud impresses, but 
in my opinion, I, I would go closer to Bryce Young. Anthony Richardson, definitely don't draft him like first quarterback. Definitely draft one of those other quarterbacks. Have AR as like a backup somewhere. Don't do not do that. Number so, one overall pick in my league was Anthony do Richardson. Not, are you serious? No. no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I was going to say. I was like, please tell me you're joking. <laughs> because like I, I he's doing and and we're not talking about snake espn fantasy stuff we're talking about like you do it on sleeper right this is a 24 round sleeper draft that has been going on all week we've made it to round <laughs> 12 so far there will be a lot of picks there's gonna be like no one left for free agency um oh i i know i i did a sleeper thing and it, it sucks and then they were just trying to make trades with me i'm like dude why like why are you trying to make trades with me the season hasn't even started anthony richardson making- was yeah. taken i gotta figure out where i he mean was. i mean i figured he would oh, i mean he was actually taken first round are you serious someone took him first round 11th pick um they took him over who was the next quarterback taken off the board uh do 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 Deshaun Watson and then Bryce Young. Okay, well, and then two. What? Who picked Deshaun Watson over? <laughs> over? Wait, over Tua? Yeah, boy, come on! I would have totally picked Tua over. I'm sorry. I mean, this is so off topic, but like, geez, Louise, Tua is so much better. Tua is less of a risk than like any of those rookie quarterbacks, personally. But that's here nor there. Bijan went after Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I mean, so did uh, Eckler and Kelsey. But wow, that is so <laughs> so wild to me. That is all wild. But I mean, Kelsey, I get Eckler's older. I mean, I get that. But like, still, wow, wow. But I don't know. it w- wasn't my pick. I have Joe Burrow yeah. as my quarterback. But <laughs> you're in. The, I'm in the pocket like Burrow. Yeah, I am. I am. Um, two, two, two. Sam Howell. That was what who, the next boy up on our list. He is officially the Washington – actually, that's that's also news. They might be changing their name again. I don't know if you've heard about this. The new owner, Brad Harris, said – Yeah, I heard, but they, go ahead. They might be changing their name to something else, and that something else also might be the Redskins again. That's what I heard, too. I heard that they are looking to possibly bring the name – I don't know when it would be but they have talked about just pretty much nixing the commander's name altogether and going back to the Redskins name. Um, just cause you know, originality, you know, all of that stuff. But I mean, I, I it's more of like a trial and error type thing. I will, will, I will wait and see but more or less. I, I don't know how the world's going to react to it if it does change, but right now we'll they're the commanders it, you know? and Sam Howell has been named a week one starter. I don't know a whole lot about Sam Howell. If I'm being honest, uh, what, what do you He's, think? Yeah, uh, he was in. He was supposed to go a lot higher um, in 2022. I know that a lot of times people were saying he was North Carolina's quarterback. Um, a lot of people were saying that Sam Howe would probably go a lot higher, like in the projections in 2022, like right around like during the Kenny Pickett era and all of those, you know, quarterbacks that we have gotten, like Malik Willis and stuff. But um, during that time, like a lot of people were like, "Oh, Malik Willis is going to go higher." Sam Howell's jumping in there. And that quarterback class in 2022 was kind of wild because I think Kenny Pickett was the only quarterback taken in the first round, if I'm not wrong. I believe that's and on right. top of that, yeah, and on top of that, it was 
very odd where everybody ended up falling because I thought for sure a lot of these quarterbacks were going to go in the first round, but Sam Howell ended up falling to the fifth round and he got picked. And I don't think he is going to be a terrible quarterback, but I do think that I don't think he is going to be some savior of Washington, but I mean, I think that he has potential. I mean, go figure. I mean, he was supposed to be like a top rated quarterback in that 2022 draft. He just kind of fell off a little bit. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think that he can be good. I think, I think he could be a really good starting quarterback. I'm surprised that they're running with him in a way, but also what other quarterbacks do they even have in Washington right now? I mean, I don't really, is it Jacoby Brissett? Mm -hmm. Is is that the other one? I mean, I mean, I, would you run with Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett over Sam Howell? I probably wouldn't. I would try to see if Sam Howell at least produce because Sam Howell is still only a one year player. He only just got drafted last year. So, and Jacoby Brissett's getting a little older here. So, Mm Might be might be a good move here. I don't, I don't know what you've seen about him. I haven't really watched any of the Washington Commanders games or anything like that, so I don't really know too much about him. But I do know that um, it looks like in his 2023 regular season, um, I this, guess he yeah, had he was 11 regular season. Yeah. So, but like it says regular season, so I'm guessing I'm guessing as of right now that's preseason based stats. So uh, nine for 12, 77 yards a touchdown career 11 of 19 169 yards a touchdown and interception um not terrible numbers i don't know that's based off of like based on like the uh, extra yards and stuff i don't know if he but it only shows what i know on espn at the moment but definitely has potential definitely has growth and um we'll see what happens i i'm glad that he's starting now there's not a lot of hype around him right now i feel like a lot of people are kind of just kind of under the radar with uh sam Howell starting a lot of people are more focused on anthony richards and bryce young and cj stroud that they've kind of just forgotten about all of our uh our old buddies like sam Howell. so maybe he ends up being that sleeper guy that ends up cooking you're kind of right about that because no one's really talking about yeah no one's talking about desmond ritter either Exactly. And I think that, he has potential thing. to be the best quarterback out of the 2022 draft. But I mean, I mean, I, he was supposed to. That was the thing about the 2022 quarterback draft. It was like there was like six different quarterbacks that they talked about could all go like top ten. I said and, Malik Willis was going to suck and he wouldn't go in the first round, and look what happened. Well, that's, I that's all I got to say about the 2022 quarterbacks. Yeah. So I'm. I mean we'll see like i mean desmond ritter could be better than all those quarterbacks i mean he's definitely probably going to be better than malik willis no lie but i mean i mean we'll see what sam howell does um obviously you know we haven't we've only seen one season of kenny so we'll see how kenny does comparison to all of them but i do wish sam howell really well because you know i i feel like nobody's really talking about him but it really should be talked about because even though he's not a rookie anymore he's still first he's still only has played one year and by playing it's only like very minimal you know so you're you're right but i just feeling confident uh so this is the final thing we're gonna discuss i don't know if you heard about it but the and i wish stan would have been able to be here to talk about this new york canceled their second joint practice against the tampa bay buccaneers um so they had their joint practice they're playing tomorrow i believe 
or tonight? I I would say I'm gonna verify I'm that. Pretty sure right it's tomorrow. Now. Pretty sure they play tomorrow. But Jets um, schedule. Yeah, they play tomorrow at seven thirty. Yeah. So Jets came in think or the Buccaneers came in thinking they were gonna have two joint session practices. Um, I think there was some tussling during the first practice. Second one gets canceled uh, by Robert Sala and the Jets. Buccaneers are mad because they're like, what the heck? We don't get a practice session in now or what? And the Giants let them have a place to practice, I guess, um, across from MetLife. But the same thing or the same time, like, are you mad as a New York Jets fan that – Robert Sala canceled that Jets practice. Jets are getting a ton of, ton of flack for this. Um, I I heard Peter Schrager say today that the uh, Buccaneers might show their anger during the Jets game, and he's very well tied in with the New York teams, and he said that people there were not happy. I. <laughs> what did it did it state like a because you said there was a scuffle was there like a reason for the cancellation i didn't like, i, didn't I read it. an article that said like it was like oh the jets are looking to focus on their rookies the or their players because there's a lot of boom or bust players this mm-hmm, season mm-hmm. and i was like i feel like that's a little bs to cancel because i mean you're gonna have other practices coming up it's not just gonna be oh you have this joint practice i mean like it's a joint practice and i think it it will help develop these players if they are supposed to be boom or bust players. And then, like, okay, next week, if you don't want to do a joint practice with the – I think they play the Giants next week. If you don't want to do a joint practice with the Giants, who cares? Then don't do one. But, like, Tampa's coming all the way in from freaking, you know, Tampa Bay. That was – I think Jason is the McCourty brother that's on Good Morning Football. His point was basically these guys came in from Tampa up to New York – They've been here since Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. Yeah. And they've been they booked a hotel. They've been paying New York taxes on food all week. Um, which isn't something we often think about, like the different taxes mm-hmm. that the players have to play while pay while they're staying places. Um, but I think that's a good point. And they're away from their families thinking they're gonna get a practice in. And another thing he said, he said for these young guys, say one of the Buccaneers players at that first practice just has a terrible practice, maybe he didn't sleep well the night before, something like that, and just doesn't do well. He pointed out that um, the second practice, he could come back. He could show, get his revival going on. He'd feel better going into that preseason game. Now he doesn't know. Now he just remember, is remembered for that first practice. That's all he's remembering. So now he's got to prove himself to himself and his coaches in the preseason game. And the Buccaneers have some players, too, who are boomer bust players. They've got a quarterback battle going on. They, yeah. And they probably wanted to see how, if they got the opportunity, how Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask would face against someone like Sauce Gardner. Mm-hmm. And they don't get that opportunity as uh, widely now. They don't get a lot the large sample size that they would have or would have had a better chance at getting. 
I just I'm just shocked that they canceled both games. I I read something that said they had apparently said they were going to do this back in March. Oh, and I guess the Buccaneers weren't supposed to be mad about this, but they are. So I don't know if either that wasn't true and the article was wrong or if Robert Saul is just saying that or if there was just a lack of communication between the two teams. So they were saying that in this article, they were saying that they had a scheduled joint practice, but in March they were planning on canceling it. Then come August, they were the it was still scheduled, and then they canceled it. So the article was saying that in March when they got the like preseason schedule and everything, and like mm-hmm. when practices were going to be, that Robert Sala and the Jets had allegedly contacted the Buccaneers coaches and said. We'll do one joint practice with you, but we're not going to do the second one. We're canceling that. We're going to go work on our own thing to be with our own players. And the Buccaneers coaches at the time said, A-OK. Then come August, that plan comes into fruition, and the Buccaneers all of a sudden were upset about it. And the article was basically trying to say the Buccaneers shouldn't be upset about it. They've had this planned out the whole time. Um, and that's why I kind of, it kind of seemed like a biased article. And that's why I'm wondering if either that wasn't true or if Robert Saul just said that. I don't so. think it's necessarily true. I, I mean, it's, it's hard to know just because we're reading it based off an article. We don't really know what's going on behind closed doors. I feel like it's kind of hard to really assume that just because I mean, like I, I get, you know, okay, you want to focus on your guys and stuff like that, but like then but like he they still canceled and like it's still one of those things then why even like schedule it at all we need yeah my thing. yeah why, need... why would you even schedule it back in march like there's teams that have come in where they don't do joint practices mm-hmm. they just they just go in they both play at different practice fields or whatever and then that's it i mean like it's just it's just how it is so for them to come up and then have the joint practices get canceled i feel like it's just a very odd circumstance because like i mean the steelers are playing buffalo this week i mean i don't think the steelers in buffalo did a joint practice as far as i know i mean i might have been wrong but i I, or i might have missed it completely but i don't think they did a joint practice but like i know in years past like i know the a couple of the years we've done like joint practices with like the lions and stuff like that and the panthers and stuff so i mean like we've done them before but like you don't have to do them like all the time so like if they didn't want to do one then why even like bother to schedule one like back in March or however long ago it was? Why even bother scheduling it if you already knew you were going to cancel? Is my thing. Yeah. So I'd I'd like to see how this plays out on Saturday or tomorrow. Um, yeah, because I mean, geez, I mean, imagine like for the first like for the first like snap or whatever for Tampa, they just have all their starters. <laughs> like it's just Baker, like a, the, Baker's Baker just Mayfield. Mad. Baker's yeah, like Baker's in there with like. It's like Evans goes in and all of them, they go in, they just start like just lasering this team. And Baker's like, I'm going to use my one good game a year on a preseason game. 400 yeah, yards just, right now. We're killing yeah, they don't, Yeah, because they don't play them at all in the season, I don't believe. so. Uh, uh, Kyle Trask is just like, well, I just lost the starting spot. <laughs> <laughs> Baker Mayfield decides to 
pop off against the Tampa Bay or not against the Tampa Bay. Tampa Tampa? Bay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's watch watch that. A little toxicity Uh, coming out. It's only the preseason shows. No, I didn't mean to say that. New York Jets. He decides to cook in a preseason game against the New York Jets. Somehow, Tampa. Hey, I've heard a lot worse on compilations for TV and like (laughs) media people. Like, if you go on there and you look at like slip ups and stuff like that, they they say some really out of pocket stuff. So for me to say this, I feel like isn't the worst thing in the world when you, I'm sure in the Instagram comments for certain teams, I'm sure they probably We're going to get that. canceled before we even get started. It was a stutter. I'm <laughs> sorry. Okay. He apologized. It was an accident. He apologized. It was an accident. That's, I feel like that's all I need to say. It was a slip up. It wasn't meant to be in a yep. rude fashion. He apologized to the Buccaneers and yes. To anyone who was offended the, by that. The, the OG Tampa Bay Brady oh, Nears. The Lady Nears? Brady Nears. Oh, Brady Nears. Back in the couple of years. Okay. Well. I think I, I don't I don't know if you have anything else. No, I don't have. Show, but that, I was, don't. that was good. That was good. Dorian Thompson Robinson I mean, is the GOAT. Um, Anthony oh, Rivka. Also, prayers up um, for uh, what Alex Collins' family. Ah, yes, yes, I've heard. Yes, and he, he, he was passed away. Yeah. So just prays up for, for his family. Uh, very sad, you know, still very young. You know, still yes. has, you know, a lot of life ahead of him. Very, very sad. I don't, I don't know if they gave a reason yet. I haven't really – I just heard about it. But just wanted to, um, you know, send some send some prayers and thoughts up for that family because that is, that is a very sad thing because, you know, there's a lot of a lot of weird stuff going on with athletes recently, a lot of social media coverage on a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. – um, just with you know, obviously, just as recent as Demar Hamlin earlier this year. I mean, LeBron's son went into cardiac arrest. It was just a lot of, a lot of struggling. You know, a lot of different things happening with different athletes and stuff like that. So, just you know, they they put on a show for us, but there's a lot of things going on behind closed doors that we don't know about, and mm-hmm. we don't really know what happened to Collins, as far as I know. No. Um, but yeah, just keep them in your prayers. But I think that's all that I yeah i've got i also saw speaking of athletes that have passed away it popped up on my phone during the show that dwayne haskins family uh has or the estate has Mm -hmm. settled with that driver who hit and killed him and the owner of the company that because it was like a garbage truck so the Uh company so um that's been settled uh not super I don't want to say relevant news, but nothing that's like earth shattering for the league at this point, but, but it is good for the family. Yeah. It is yeah. Very good, good for the family. family. But, um, but yeah, I just man, you know, keep sh- that family in your thoughts and keep the Collins family in your thoughts as well. That, that show took a very sad turn there at the end. But. Well, I, I forgot about that. I was going to mention it like earlier on in the show, but I like totally forgot and I didn't want it to go unnoticed because I did hear about it mm-hmm. at some point this week. And I figured you saw it. I was gonna send it to you, but yeah, it was you know, just no, number gotta, one on get, Reddit. Get, yeah, I gotta send it. Gotta send some love because you know I remember having him in fantasy. So okay, dressed up. Um, thank you for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. We can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube at No Butts Show. Our social media pages are No Butts underscore Show on Instagram and No Butts Show on TikTok. My Twitter is Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. And if you would like to reach us, you can email us at bullmoosepodcast2. That's the number two at gmail.com. 
Finally, our spread shop will be in the description, so check out the merch. Once again, if you enjoyed today's show, like, comment, and subscribe. Until next time, go do something nice for someone.